I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'm gonna make a toast because we still alive. But that is that that does mean like being in the problem solving mode is very important. And if you guys, I know you guys are just joining us. Uh, thank you so much. But we just had like a tech episode. <laughs> And quite frankly, all I had to do was restart my computer. So it was on my end. I thought it was on her end. And I just had to restart. So it was on me. How about that? Listen, that's what the men always think. It's on our end until they're proven oh, hey, We're starting early. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to start early today. Okay, I see. Oh, my goodness. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. This is the Understanding a Man podcast. And when I tell you I'm super excited this evening or this morning or whenever that you guys are, uh, are watching this. But um so this is the start of our new season, season four. And I don't think I could have started this any better um, for this person I'm going to bring on board today. But again, those of you who have been um, liking and sharing us on uh, on social media, thank you so much. Continue to follow us on uh, Elon B. King on all platforms. And uh, you can always go to ElonBKing.com uh, to find any additional information as well. And so I have a treat for you guys today. But let me let me let me tell you. See, those of us, th those of you who are listening, you know, we normally come from uh, give information to help men, right? Men and women, to be honest with you. But, you know, we sometimes come from the men angle just to kind of add a little extra flavor there. Right. And so uh, I want to share something with you. So this is what happened. I, you know, I'm a big audiobook person. Right. And so a couple uh, about three years ago, I uh, uh, Audible suggested a book for me. Right. Based upon the other books that I read. And it was called The Female Brain. And I was just like female brain. Okay, let's see what this is about, right? And I started listening to that book, could not put it down. It then after that one went to the male brain. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, this information is amazing. And so of course, you know, being in the coaching space, I actually have if you're a client of mine, and you're listening, you're probably going like this right now, because I probably say about at least 85% of my clients that either heard me quote this person or um, they went and bought her book as well. And like, oh, my God, this is so good. So, um, you know, just the, the, the planets are lined up. And, and let me tell you, before I introduce her, if you had if you asked me up until this moment, if I the top three people in the world that I would ever want to interview, she would be on the list simply because of the knowledge. And you're just going to hear that in a moment. Um, but I just had to bring her on board because, uh, gentlemen, I really want you to tune in your ear. Ladies, of course, you definitely need to tune in. But, man, I want you to listen in on some of the information that's shared here because I know that this uh, that this can uh, add to our relationships and allow us to see some information that we would we just might have thought took personal or something like that. Right. So um, I would like to introduce to the world uh, Dr. Luann Brizendine. Uh Welcome to the show, Dr. Luann. Thanks for having me. We've already been problem solvers together, so we can we know we can make this relationship work here. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Oh man, just a click of a button, and now we're here. So I want to jump right in, uh, uh, and just uh, first of all, if you want to take a moment and just introduce yourself, give them the elevated version of who you are, um, just your greatness that you do out here, and then we can dive right on in here. Well, I'm Dr. Luann Brizendine, and I uh, started a clinic about 20 years ago called the Women's Mood and Hormone Clinic. Okay. And all of this book called The Upgrade that I just came out with, How the Female Brain Gets Stronger and Better in the Second Half of Life, comes out of the research from that clinic and all of my patients. So it's all written in stories. You don't need any science really to read it, but it gives you the bottom line of like what's going on under the hood for women during this stage of life from about age we're talking about like age late 30s 
to probably up to 60. So that's the that's the chunk of time we're talking about. And so, you know, and, and really, it kind of, so I, I'm not finished with the book, right? I'm not. I got maybe about a third of the way through and I was just like, wait a minute. This information, because even though it hits that bracket, I want to say that it kind of answers even for those that are in their 40s and 30s. You, you said, what was the age bracket again? From where? About 30, 35 to 65. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. You said 35. That's all I was saying. So, so those of you who are, and then those of you who are in your 20s, y'all need to be like this, like just looking. Because it's not if, but when <laughs> uh, this space starts to come. So, I, uh, again, Dr. Brizendine, I um, try to share some information um, helping from a relationship perspective. So I want to just move right in and just kind of talk about how is understanding the changes in the mind important for a couple during the upgrade time frame? Okay. I think what happens, the bottom line, which you already hinted about earlier, Alam, is that, you know, it's important to know what biology, because biology is destiny, unless you know what it's doing to you. Mm. I'll say that again. Biology is destiny, unless you know what it's doing to you. Right. And to your partner, because we take things personal. Mm -hmm. um, and both of us, you know, males and females in relationships, something is said or something is whatever. And it's, we take it personal. But when you understand that the purpose of a hormone mm -hmm is to cause a behavior. For example, right. the hunger hormones cause you to eat. The sex hormones cause you to want to have sex. Okay. It's as simple as that. So okay. these things that are pushing us to do behaviors, it's important to know about those and how those are changing in yourself and in your partner. So, you know, you don't, so that you don't end up taking things personal. Like for you guys that are listening out there, you know, if she's going through this phase or whatever, this particular phase, and her hormones are going through some stuff we're going to talk about in a little while, mm -hmm. you know, she may just not be that into you right now. And, and you know, okay. sex is just, sex is not a thing. It's like, it may be on your mind, but baby, it's the furthest thing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is, this is making my head sweat already. Okay. Hold on now. Hold on. Cause I, I don't know. Is, now I'm going to ask this. Now, is this a get out of jail free card? For, for women to say, hey, my hormones say, I don't want to have sex, so I don't want to have, and the reason why I want to ask that is because some might look at it like that, and I, I want to make sure that there's a there's a, a space in here where we have an understanding of it um, versus that this just absolutely cannot happen, or can we maybe do this a different type of way? Because you went right into that that topic that people are going to say, wait a minute, she said it, my hormones don't want to have sex, so get away from me. So. Yeah, I went to the heart of the issue. I figured, you know, this is this is this every couple's every couple's bedroom's got this shit going on for a lot of right. years over all kinds of things. <laughs> and you know, it's just this is like, you know, you're thinking like, well, it was the proverbial headache and now it's the proverbial hormone. So Right, you know, right. You know, it's not a jail, get out of jail card free. It's just I think what happens is that if you're if you're understanding what's going on for these hormone surges, let's let's take the, the regular old let's take the regular menstrual cycle, because I'm just gonna right. educate you guys on something what happens and when the you know when when your get lucky days are the most guys Come on. Well, okay listen up break up your ears because here we go here's the bottom line <laughs> so we call the way we count the menstrual cycle is day one is day one of bleeding so as soon as the period starts mm -hmm. we count that as day one and then you as you count forward one two three four five the first the first 14 days of the cycle is when there's a lot of estrogen around because the the ovary the little follicles where the egg is about ready to pop out to get fertilized you know it's the it's making a lot of estrogen every single okay. day it gets higher and higher and higher and about three or four days before ovulation so 
for a lot of women, that's day 10. If you're counting forward, guys, if you're mm-hmm. keeping, uh, kicking, we got to get our clocks out. Yeah, you get your clocks out. Get your, get your, get your schedule out. Days, t- day, day one of bleeding, and then you're on day 10, 11, 12, because the day 14 roughly is day of ovulation. So we're moving up towards ovulation. The highest time of estrogen in your whole cycle is day 10, 11, 12. It makes women become a little more flirtatious. You put okay. on a little more makeup. You may wear this dress a little sexier. You're kind of like on the come hither because, you know, Mother Nature made it that way so that okay. women will be looking for the best sperm. That's what you're doing okay. on those days. You are out there looking for the best sperm. You may not know it, but that's what you're looking for. Can it's we stop right there re- really quickly? I think because I think that that's very important um, because you said in the beginning that your hormones, basically what with, with regard to your mood, it does what? Your hormones? Hormones, are the, the purpose of a hormone is to cause a behavior. Right. So in this moment, you're saying that, hey, y'all think that you might be looking cute and all that. In actuality, whether you want to have a baby or not, your body is saying, hey, you should be looking for somebody to have sex with during that time. Absolutely. It's all the come here. This thing, your pheromones are like attracting him. He doesn't even know it. Whatever, you know, it's like she's you guys are looking. I mean, our whole purpose, female's purpose, we want in those days, we want to look the most attractive we can to guys because we're looking. I mean, Mother Nature has you out there looking for the best sperm to get pregnant. I mean, that's just how it's, it's procreation. It's survival of the species. So that's how we're wired. That's how we're wired in there. So those days that are about the three to five days before ovulation. So we count days 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. And also women are much more verbal and chatty in those days. Uh, I tell my, t- my female students like, Plan your oral exams on those days. You're a little, just a little bit more on top of your game. You're more, you know, all of this stuff. And also women's testosterone level is highest at that time, which mm. is the hormone for females and males that make you want to have sex. Right. So, I'm shaking my head like, now yeah. that one I knew. I remember yeah. listening to that. Um, in there. So, you guys, you guys always have like, you guys have 10 times more than we do all of our lives. So you guys have always got 10 times more than we do. But our right. biggest biggest the biggest amount we have in our site regular cycle is about 10 11 12 days past when the bleeding started so a few days before ovulation so if you're if you're counting for your if, you're, if you guys if you're counting guys on that it's like day one of bleeding count forward 10 11 12 days and those are get lucky days <laughs> so, so, so and, and that's what i want to ask so are you saying that we got a four-day window at best every month and that's it and then after that it's on the decline is that what you're saying it's better than nothing. Oh my gosh! Wait a minute. No, do not. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm, I, I think I'm gonna delete that part out. But I think. But here's the thing. I'm joking, but, but I want to be. For- not that women don't want to have sex at other times during the period. That's that we do. It's not. But it's like that is when. That's when everything is working. All the lights, baby, are green. That's green, 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 green. All the lights are are green during those four or five days. So that's the when, and that's when you. That's when you know. That's when fertilization of the egg can happen that's when your whole body is like on the green light as a woman so i I gotta say this so you're talking about 30 days okay in 30 days you're saying ladies and gentlemen but particularly gentlemen that if you're having some difficulty in this area maybe the bedroom um action is not popping off the way that you wanted to if we had a place to start because i actually do want to use this as a at least as a place to start for some people who might have zero to no you know zero to maybe one time that they do it a month right if you want to see if you can get like a four days that you can maybe at least get two or three in there it's day 10 through day 14 um for for at best absolutely in that little, that's in that little really window, serious but, but, yeah but it's 
it's you're right. I mean, I think it's to think about it as a time to start when things haven't been going great. Because, you know, it's like, yeah, anything, oh, you, I love that. I love you know, that. You know, it's like anything. It's like if you, if, you know, if you push on a locked door, you're not going to get in. If the door is left ajar and you push on it, you're in no problem at all. And that's what's going on during those three or four days, you know, of the month. So it's just like easy. Yeah, I like that statement. And I want to re. I want to, I got to say this. I want to put it like on a sign. Because a lot of times when people are having challenges, they're not, there's no start place. They keep going to the same place. So I love that analogy. So if you had a place to start, if you need a place to start, gentlemen, and even ladies as well, um, start in that 10 to 14. So get your calendars and you might have to talk to us about how to even do that, <laughs> Dr. Brissett, of how to do the calendar. But so step one of the, that 10 to 14 day uh, is is a, is the best time to get through that window. Okay. All right. So and gentlemen, guys, there's I, a lot of apps. There's apps you can put on your phone, you guys, that you can just track her period on that. They're, 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 they're apps, there are a bunch of apps out there that we, that we women use to track our own. So you can just, you can just download that yourself and track hers yourself. <clears throat> you may not want to tell her it, but you, you might. Know. <laughs> it's a, it's a negotiated settlement that is. <laughs> So if we had to enhance that portion as well, so if that's the good starting point, um, and that's just in general, right? So how does that change as their as as the mind changes over between that thirty five and sixty five? If you had to just give some points in there of us to also understand as you go thirty five to forty to forty five, does that window get bigger, smaller? You know, what other things so that might be that, happening that could affect that, so, couples? So just, just for one thing, it's like if, if she's on the birth control pill, it doesn't count because that, that's that that takes over the hormones completely. It takes over this natural. That's not the natural cycle. So okay. hormones, if, if it's a you know, if you're on the pill, you're on the pill or hormonal contraceptives or something, it's not that's not working. So this is only if you're on your own natural cycle that Mother Nature gave you. Okay, that's, that's a good not point. a judgment statement. A lot of women, a lot of women do a lot better on the pill, and they can, you know, have sex all month long. It's not a, it's not an either or kind of situation. So, what happens at about age thirty-seven is when the eggs and the ovaries start to um, get a, le- a little. Well, see, we women, we women, long, we're given a million eggs at birth, mm-hmm. and that's all we're going to have. And you guys, the testicles make sperm all your life. It's constantly replenishing and making new sperm. Right. But we women, the eggs, the eggs are very precious and sophisticated. And, you know, they, they, they're given to us at birth. We don't make any more. And then okay. actually, even by the time we start our periods at 12, it's down to half a million. So we've already lost a million. It's just they just naturally kind of just they, they, they die off. They're kind of like sloughing off skin. So we just slough them off by age 37, <laughs> 37 to 41. We're going to be down to our, you know, our last bit of eggs. Mm-hmm. And so the eggs, which which means something about this hormone cycle we're talking about, because that big bit of estrogen that happens before and the testosterone that happens before ovulation um, starts getting a little sputtery, you know, and sometimes okay. isn't there as much whatever. So I think what guys should know is in that in the age group between more likely between like 42 and 52, there's a lot of sputtering of the ovaries that's going to go around and some months you don't ovulate at all. So there aren't any eggs. Okay. Have, they're, they're called an eggless cycle. So there's eggless cycles. And okay. we women, we women don't even know when we're having an eggless cycle or not. Right. I was going to say, how you even know that? We still tend to bleed what you have. So the bleeding thing. 
So you guys should kind of, okay. Do, do you want to hear the really down and dirty stuff that goes oh, on? No, but, I mean, the men, here's the thing. It's because the men kind of need to know. I, I think this is education for the husbands that are out there that might be experiencing these moments, these spikes of, uh, you know, from a sexual energy perspective. So we kind of need to know what you go through. And that's why I want to bring that. So, I mean, we don't have to get too raw, but you can get as raw as you want to. I mean, okay. really, so what, we so need to know. You need to know because you guys need to know what's happening. Because like, so what's happening. So All right. So let's just take a moment. And if you are looking to purchase the upgrade, I'm going to ask you to go to LuannBrizendine.com to purchase the upgrade. We are going to continue to have an amazing discussion about this book. But again, you can go to LuannBrizendine.com to purchase the upgrade book. If you are looking looking, of course, to purchase anything from myself, from Elon B. King, you can go to elonbking.com. Let's get back to the conversation about the upgrade. You're getting more blood in the uterus during this time because it's not doing its normal cycle. So, mm. and you know, you're not feeling very sexy when all that happens. Let me tell you, it's just like, you know, well, let's, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, but let's stop right there. This is the reason why that I feel like that we need to know because you're not feeling sexy because of the natural things you go through. And here I am with all this testosterone, like what's wrong with you? So that's the reason why I feel like that that's important to share. Yeah. And so if, and if our, if, you know, and also I think if our libido isn't quite what it is, cause we're not in our normal kind of cycle at that stage, we also kind of start, we, we women, I can remember, we kind of start blaming your partner. Like, well, maybe he's not as good a lover as I thought, or maybe he's just lost his, lost his touch. Or we start to kind of think, well, maybe it's him. Maybe he's lost his touch. Maybe it's whatever. And, you know, so I think there's some blame that starts to go around both ways, you know, and guys tend to think when you're being rejected, like when that door is locked, when that door is never even oh. open, when that door kind of when that shit's going on, oh. I feel like I feel I feel for you guys because it's like you don't know what's going on with our biology. You don't yep. know that we're having all this really heavy bleeding and that our hormones are like in a different state during this time of the, yep. what I call in the book as the transition. And um, the it's good for you guys to know that because. It, it isn't you. It isn't you. I mean, and the, the, the only part that is you, the only part that is you is if you keep banging on this locked door, then we start to get really annoyed because you're just thinking like, hey, dude, I, I just can't do this right now. Mm -hmm. And so don't take it personal. It's just a it's, a, you know, it's just a phase of our lives as women where we're going through a lot of the biology change of our reproductive system is, you know, losing its eggs. And there's a lot of heavy bleeding and stuff that goes on during this time. And sometimes the uterus gets fibroids. So it, mm -hmm. intercourse can be a little uncomfortable because we get these like fibroids in our uterus. Some women do, or your bladder gets to be really sensitive because of the change in hormones. And the, the estrogen, estrogen makes the vagina really moist and it, okay. the, the lining of the vagina and the lubricant, the natural lubrication of the vagina can get very, very, um, um, almost non-existent this time. And so you can imagine like if, you know, if you put a penis in something that's not moist, you can tear it. And yeah, that hurt a little bit. that hurt. And the thing is, <laughs> is vaginal, the vaginal tears. Um, once, once there's pain, think about it. You know, if, if you see a nail and you step on it once, you're not going to step on that sucker again. Right. Right. The pain, the body's pain system is saying like, do not Dude, lady, do not do this. Don't put, don't get that thing near me, dude. I don't want uh, that. It's like, that's it's interesting. Pain. So if she's got pain, so one of the things you guys can take a little charge of, if she's got 
pain or that hurt a little bit, or you know, you're getting that kind of feedback from her, then you really got to go for serious lube. And there's some really got great lube out there, but you got to, you know, and you guys may be the ones that need to go buy it and introduce it to the, you know, to the lovemaking session, because, you know, if you cause somebody pain, you know, even though she may want to in a, in her head, it's like the minute you start doing it and it's causing pain, she's like, Mm -hmm. She may finish, you know, she may finish that session with you, but she's not going to want to do it again. And I, I, I oh, God, this is so, this is, I, I, okay, I got my notes over here. So I have, I got questions. Okay. So I actually comments and questions. I see your I hand like, up there. Um, I see your hand up there. This is good stuff because, um, the, okay, so let's go to, you said you start thinking on oh, both sides, you know, maybe you lost your touch. Maybe you lost your touch. So this is when I, and this is when I start getting the phone calls, right. Uh, from a relationship coaching perspective, because the person will call and say, well, this person is not. And do I, do I hear it from men uh, as much as women? Uh, I, I hear it from women, excuse me, men way more, obviously. Um, but, but that space that you, that, Maybe I'm not doing the right thing. Maybe you should pick the kids up more. Maybe you should do this. And we start walking around the house with different things going on, or maybe it's job, COVID, whatever, when in actuality, it's your body reacting and your hormones pushing you in a certain direction. Because I think that's key when you said the pain. And then in your mind, it's basically saying, I don't, don't, don't get that near me. And I'm over here taking that real personal. <laughs> of course you of course you are of course you are and of course you are how how could you not be how right could you not be because this is just something that's maybe always worked between you and all of a sudden it stops working and you're just going like maybe she mm. doesn't love me anymore she doesn't want right. me anymore so, i mean i think guys really we women don't understand how much you guys associate the rejection of sex as beings that we don't love you where uh-huh. honestly don't you feel it's like we often have for we're, we're, we're having bleeding, we're having pain, we're having like, you know, we're having, you know, hormones that are, are like going to the basement and we don't have our usual libido. I mean, it can be that, you know, if you guys knew, I mean, sometimes the woman, we don't know ourselves sometimes, you know, right. and we, we sometimes start to realize it as we reflect on it and we think about it. But sometimes when it's happening to us, we don't even know. Right. Uh, for for a while. I mean, then we get, you know, we can get with the program and figure it out and go to the doctor and get some hormones and try and, you know, try and fix the situation. But you guys feel rejected of like, it's like, like, you know, if someone doesn't want to make love with you, that's already always made love with you. What are you going to think? You're going to think like, she doesn't love me anymore, or right. maybe she's getting it from someplace else. You right. Know? Right. And these are some of the things that I hear that come in my ear and I'm kind of like, you know, have to redirect it. And I think that this is so key um, because, yeah, that rejection uh, is especially if you've never known it before. That's huge. And then, you know, I like how you also said for the men to maybe introduce, you know, any lubrications or whatever case it be. Um, but that will come from how, how how do we know that we're in that space that we need to do that? How, well, if you, you know, if you, if, if so, if like sometimes you're like, if you go to insert the penis and she goes, ow, okay. or she pulls back from you, you know, okay. that's like something is not something, ain't, something down there in working good. You know? Okay. Okay. And so what, if the, so would it be an ow every time or maybe cause you know, ladies, sometimes y'all just take it and keep on going and we have no idea. We do. We don't do that. I'll tell you, uh, this is the truth. You're going to hear it. For, you're going to hear the truth. We okay. just take it and keep on going. Cause we just want to get it over with. Right. 
Uh, so you're saying so? So is it so for men? We need to start asking just in case. Just in case, should we? If if we're in between, if our spouse, if our wives, if our girlfriends are in between thirty five a plus, should this be something we just start asking to make sure that they're comfortable with communicating it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a you know, I mean, if if you want to have a long term healthy sexual relationship with somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you just you got to look for the signs and signals, you know, a bit, you know, and, you know, you don't get so so women as women's hormones change, like in their late 30s, early 40s, you don't get as wet down there because you're just not making the, the same amount of hormones. So okay. you, you guys can look for the signs, too. If she's not getting as wet and, you know, you just got you sort of got to notice it. I mean, different couples have different, you know, different lovemaking, you know, attributes. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, whatever. If someone's very used to to giving oral sex before you have intercourse, it's mm-hmm. probably going to be easy for your relationship easier during this time for those okay. couples that do that first, because um, then you're, then you're at least checking out the place you're going to go pretty soon. <laughs> you know, you're checking it out. You're not, see I like that. That's a good tip though, fellas. That's a good tip, fellas. You know, if you're down there, it's like you're checking out the place you want to go pretty soon. You know, it's like if it's not, you know, if it's not responding the usual way or it's Uh like too dry or whatever. I mean, that's so those couples will probably have an easier uh, time during this transition. Mm. Um, So that's a good, that's a good argument for oral sex. And so, um, but if that's not part of your habit with somebody and, you know, lots of, Lots of some women like it and some women are whatever, you know, so it's a big spectrum. I'm sure you you know from your counseling sessions that some some right. women are not into it either. Right. So then that's the time when, you know, you, you, at least with your finger, you're you know, you may kind of test the waters first with the thing. If it's a little feeling a little dry right. or something, don't right. go there. Don't go in there. Do not go in there. Do not enter. That means that means her body has the door shut and you either need some lube, you need some lube or something at that point. Or that's, Oh my gosh, gentlemen, pay, pay attention. And I think that this is important because um, now if we had to, if we had to put this in, in a moment of communication wise, would it be that women would you, are you saying to women today that you need to communicate more because we don't know as men, is it men? You guys need to do more of the research. Like, number one, got to read this book, The Upgrade. That's number one. But what? How, how does this area look in communication? Is it that uh, is the expectation or the accountability more on the woman to communicate this or for the man to understand it? Well, sometimes how does that look? we women don't know ourselves as our home. Right. Where we, you know, sometimes we don't know exactly where we are in our cycle exactly. You know, we don't know that we've had an eggless cycle and we're not going to be making as much you know, estrogen that time, or we don't know. And, you know, I mean, we do know, obviously, when we're bleeding or we're heavy bleeding or, you know, something is, or we're having, you know, cramping or pain or those kinds of things, or we're having pain when the insertion of the penis causes pain. We, we know all that, of course, but we may not be, you know, we're not always on to ourselves right away. But I think, I think what you're talking about is the bottom line is I think both men and women need to be educated about this transition and the upgrade that happens. And the nice thing about the upgrade, the reason it got called the upgrade is when all of this rock and rolls of the hormone cycles are over when mm-hmm. the period stops, then you stop having this fluctuation of like the hormones up and down all the time. Right. And sometimes just putting women on a constant level of estrogen at that time, okay. her vagina stays moist and lubricated and, you know, her, her, you know, her sexual interest is better. We usually, we sometimes add a little of testosterone or DHEA to the, to the creams we give her. 
that causes an increase in libido and interest in having sex. So it sometimes it doesn't increase the number of times you have sex at this age. Just let's talk at the age like maybe late forties to mid fifties. That doesn't. Mm-hmm. But the women who do take a bit of uh, DHEA or testosterone at this time, which is both both androgens that cause increased libido. Okay. Um, it's it, it can basically have women. Um, they they don't lock the door. They may not leave the door wide open for you to come in, but they may uh, not, you know, it's like, they won't, they won't rebuff you. you if you're we'll, take make, we'll take that. We'll, we'll take, take that. We'll take that. They may not, they may not be initiating so much with you, but they, they won't rebuff your initiation as much when they're, when they're on some, some of the hormones. So uh, women, a lot of women need to know this is a time, you know, um, they've, and they've shown that like in the first five or six years after you stop your period, women can take hormones without having any adverse effects. So, Okay. That, that study that came out 20 years ago, it's now 20 years old, was really a flawed study and that made doctors take all these women off their hormones. And I think the last 20 years, you you poor guys have had to suffer too along with us. I, 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 but I appreciate you sharing that because a lot of times, and you said in the beginning about the, the amount of testosterone that we do have in us, and I remember you talked about that in the male brain as well. That's one of the reasons why that we are so sexually driven. So it's not that because it's 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 talked down upon from day, you know, from the time I was a teenager. All you guys want to do is have sex. And it wasn't until I read your book and I started telling people after that, the next time that somebody says that to you, say, talk to God, because he made me like this. This is so correct. I, you this have is correct. So, oh. you boys, so let's go back to what happens to the to the male brain. Remember, you guys. So at the Break moment, the moment that the okay, we're going to go back to your to the conception of you, you guys. So when the sperm enters the egg, if that sperm is carrying an X chromosome, it'll be an XX girl. If that sperm is carrying a Y, it'll be a male, a Y, an XY. So you guys just starts from the moment of conception. Then in eight weeks of fetal life, your guys' tiny testicles start to pump out huge like adult male sizes of testosterone that marinates your brain and body, turning it into male. So by the time you're born, you know, we're typically either male or female. Mm-hmm. And then of course, childhood, we don't have very much hormone, but by the between the ages of 10 years old and 14 for boys, your testosterone goes like this. It goes up 250 it goes like way way up and the average first the average first wet dream is 13.5 that's how we measure male puberty the first wet dream is when you know you've hit all your hormones everything i remember i I remember remember, yeah so it's 13.5 plus or minus a couple of years in that range and you guys by that time your testosterone is up at it's up at adult male levels you know you're yeah, how God she made you, right? You're you're basically you're being wired for the, your purpose in life, guys. I hate to say it. Here it comes. You ready for this? Here it comes. Your purpose in life is to search out fertile females and inseminate them to to do pre- procreation. That's your now, job. Now, wait, wait a minute. Wait, let's wait right there, Doctor Luann Brizendine. I need you to repeat that for once. And I, the reason why I want to do this is because it's been spoken. I'm, I'm kind of joking, but I want to be for real because the way that we are, every guy knows this, how it's spoken to us is if we're just like these horny little, little thing with the pink thing hanging out, dog running around, right? And is there a level of discipline that needs to be uh, added in there? Absolutely, yes. But just the thinking of it and why we do it. Can you repeat that one more time for, for the audience, Dr. Brizendine? So you know, the, the, the way Mother Nature made you guys is that you guys have 
high, high testosterone, which is going to run all the brain circuits, all your body circuits, your penis, your test, every, all of you, your job is to search out fertile females, inseminate them and procreate the species. Now that, of course, that doesn't mean that we don't learn to be civilized, like you said, all that kind of stuff, but you need, like I say, I'm a, I'm a hormone doctor. He's like the hormones cause a behavior. And for you guys, the testosterone is supposed to cause a behavior. You're supposed to go inseminate fertile females to procreate the species. Now that's kind of, that's the under, that's what's under the hood for the wiring. I mean, that, you know, where right. you guys go. I, I think that that's important even for, uh, you know, young men that are listening, that are wondering why I feel this type of way. And even for men that might feel, you know, why I feel this type of way. I mean, now, again, discipline is in order um, and, and things of that nature, but this is where the wiring comes from. So you have that freight train running towards what would be a stop sign at times based upon the hormones and how they're moving. And that's why I think that the, a, a big level of understanding here um, is that sometimes it's not the other person's the way that they feel and love towards you. And so, and for, for our words, excuse me, for a physical touch, love language person, it's important even more for us to hear that because uh, saying no sexually is like, you don't love me. It's a, it's a direct correlation. And uh, I love how you said about, and this is one of the reasons why I do have the Y chromosome, as you can see, sitting in front in the middle of the light bulb. That's the reason why I have that, because the biggest piece for me with the understanding of man um, overall is to connect men and women. And the connection that you're bringing to us right now biologically is huge because some people are right now just thinking this person doesn't love me. I've been married to them maybe 5, 10, 15, 20 years. And now all of a sudden things are changing and it's because they don't like me. It's because um, <clears throat> the myriad of things I hear because they're out there getting it somewhere else. And then what this what this can cause sometimes in men. And I don't know if you want to speak on this or whatever. Sometimes men after that higher level of rejection, then they become secluded. And then 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 you have one side that normally might have been initiating. Now they don't even want to initiate anymore because that pain statement that you made earlier, that pain that we feel of being turned down. We don't want to go for that anymore. That's right. It's too, it's when you get rejected, that the, 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 you want to protect yourself from having rejection again. This is natural. It's like, you know, you want to protect yourself from getting hurt again and getting turned down and rejected. And so flipping it for the females, you know, we're having these, you know, you've got all of these guys out there. We were being driven to procreate and to, you know, go out there and inseminate fertile females. Our job as females is to we're supposed to select the best sperm for our progeny and then, you know, have just, you know, we're supposed to be very selective and we keep that door closed to most people. And then we, you know, we find the one guy that's going to be able because, you know, human human infants are very, very helpless for the first, you know, two to four years. They really need they need security and they need a guy to help the woman protect the nest, you know, all of that because they're not going to be able to grow up and survive. So we women are all about, you know, protection and trying to keep keep, keep the lid on things. And, you know, um, that's it's we, we are we our job is Mother Nature made us to be really selective, hugely selective. And that doesn't stop just because you're partnered with somebody and it's selective where, like I said, you know, it, that there's there's three to five days a month that are the really good days. Right. For you guys. Right. Right. So think about it, because I think you guys should think about the issue of, you know, you don't want to be rejected and turned down. So it's great to be able to think. I mean. It's not a great, it's not a great message to you guys that there's, there's only like a little, you know, maybe one week a month that's maybe going to be the really good times, right? Mm -hmm. and, and the other three weeks are going to be, well, maybe, maybe not. But I think that taking the other three weeks when you're, when you're turned down, 
Don't Mm -hmm. take it personal. It may be really related to her hormones and it's nothing you do or don't do. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, I think it's really hard on you guys, but it's, it's not, Mm -hmm. you know, got to figure out some negotiated, you know, some some way that it- come on negotiate. <laughs> we gotta negotiate outside of those four days, gentlemen. Okay. Oh my goodness. Well, let me, listen. This was question one. Question one had subsets because you kept on pulling out other stuff. I mean, we got like four or five more questions, but I want to go to this one right here, um, and then maybe we might have to come back and do a part two, Doctor Brizendine, because you're dropping gems, and I I don't want to rush through this because. Uh, us as men, we really that that last statement that you just made of us not taking it personal. That's when I would say.